Connors T. How are ye? Welcome to the Candle of Tales podcast. I'm Aaron Hegarty and I'm sitting here with my sister. I'm Sarika Hegarty and we're the co-founders of Candle of Tales. Yeah, she says, throwing her fist into the air. Yeah, you can feel it, can't you? It's mythic, it's excellent. We are the myth experts, but not really because we kind of look it up all the time. If there's an expert out there, you know, tell us what we're doing wrong. But we tell stories to music and we chat about them afterwards. That's what we do in this podcast. And we're sitting in the office. It's not a shed. It's not quite an office. It's a office. It's that's, a shed office. Yeah, that's where we do these podcasts because we are consistent. And if you hear weird noises, <laughs> that's because outside is weird. It's because we don't have soundproofing in this shop. In this shop, we have some proofing. But it's we not. started out as a donations based show and we are continuing that tradition online. So if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales and give a bit of money. Inspiration, I like to call it. Uh, speaking yeah, of. Inspiring money. Inspiring money. Yeah, well, now Sorica's going to tell me a story and it's going to be a good one. I'm going to have a chat about it afterwards. All yeah. right, sit back, have some tea. You. The hospitality of Kuana's house. One day, some of the men of the Fianna were out hunting. Fionn and the Quilche Macronon and Maclugad. And they took a rest for themselves on a high hill, looking out over the countryside. And there they saw a strange sight. A great big lumbering giant carrying an enormous pitchfork. And in between the tines of the pitchfork, there was a pig caught squealing. Now, there was a lovely girl with the giant. A lovely young girl and she was running to and fro in front of him and behind him, back and forth, chivying at him to hurry up and kind of dragging at him. Because the giant was dragging his feet going as slow as he might, in spite of all her encouragement. So Fionn turned to his companions and said, That's a strange sight. Let's go see what that's about, lads. So they went down the hill, after the giant and the young girl, and they'd not gone but a few paces before a mist came down around them, and they couldn't see their own hands in front of their own faces. They walked a while through the thick mist, and then, as suddenly as it had fallen, it lifted again, and they found themselves standing in the garden of a neat little house, and on either side of the house was a well. As they got their bearings, the door was thrown open, and a white-haired man called out to them, Fionn and the Fianna be welcome here this day. And the three of them were brought indoors. Now the first thing they noticed about the house was that the house was a crowded one and the second thing they noticed was that this was a strange company gathered here around the fireplace. They saw the lovely girl and the rough giant and the pig that had been squealing between the tines of the giant's pitchfork. Now it was gutted and dressed and roasting over that same fire and tending that pig was a withered old hag. Beside the hag was a man with a hundred eyes in his head and over in the corner was a sheep with blue horns and hoofs and a green belly. And from the warmest spot by the fire there was a little black cat watching them with huge big lambent eyes. 
Now almost as soon as they were inside the door and sitting down, a terrible thirst came on Fionn McCool, so much so he thought he was going to perish from it. Quilch McRonan noticed, and he started to mutter under his breath at the kind of hospitality this was that they were getting with no offer of drink at all to be had. The host heard Quilch's complaints and said... Well, if it's a drink you're wanting, Quilty McRonan, go outside and draw water from the well for your master and don't be just sitting there and giving out. So Quilty went outside and he had a closer look at those two wells on either side of the house. One well was beautiful, well tended with a lovely copper vessel to draw the water and drink from and the other was a battered looking thing with the bricks crumbling and a rusty iron cup hanging up on a bent nail beside it. So naturally enough, Quilcha drew water from the better looking well to bring in to Fionn McCool. Fionn drank that water and from the first taste it was the nicest water he had ever had. It was better than mead, sweet and lovely and it went down like honey and and almost as soon as he'd swallowed it he started to feel wretched just poisoned and awful Quilcha noticed and again he started to mutter about what kind of a feckin' place is this anyway with water that's like poison and dreadful and I don't understand and again their host heard him and told him off and said, don't be complaining, Quilcha McRonan. Obviously, you gave him a drink from the wrong well. And if you want to set him right, you got to give him a drink from the other well. So, why don't you go and do that, instead of sitting around giving out? Now, that's exactly what Quilcha did. He went back outside and he drew water from the nasty-looking well with the rusted iron vessel, and he brought it back into Fionn McCool. And now, the water from the rusted iron cup that was the most bitter horrible thing that Fionn McCool had ever tasted in his whole life and it was a harder fight he had to choke it down than any fight he'd had on any battlefield in his life but he managed it and as soon as he had that water swallowed he felt so much better restored and better than restored he felt amazing By this time the dinner was ready and their host divided it up among them but the sheep in the corner spoke up and cried out that he'd been given nothing. The sheep leapt up on the table to where the heroes of the Fianna were about to set upon the hindquarter of the pig that they'd been given and the sheep started to eat their roasted pig. Now aside from being strange that struck them as rude so Quilcha and McLugat tried to throw the sheep away from their meal but without showing any sign of a strain the sheep jumped down and pinned them one under each of its blue hooves and they could do nothing but wriggle there on the floor and when Fionn McCool tried to come and rescue them well he was pinned just as thoroughly as his men And the sheep started eating their dinner. The little black cat 
got up from where it was resting and sauntered over, and with a flick of its paw it flung the sheep off the men of the Fianna and chased it out the door. They were able to eat after that, though it was an odd meal under the blinking gaze of the hundred-eyed man, with the giant and the girl and the hag and the host all sitting around. After dinner, they all settled down for a rest, and the hag got up from her spot, and she took off her cloak. It was a strange cloak they saw now, grey as cobwebs and almost as thin, and she brought it over to the men of the Fianna, and she laid the cloak around them, as if she were tucking them into bed, and then she pulled the cloak off them, and they stared at each other in horror. Because in a moment, in an instant, all of them had withered and aged, and the ache of age was in their bones, and their hair was white and their skin grey and wrinkled. Fionn cried out to their host for the treatment they'd gotten. He said it wasn't fair, it wasn't right, this wasn't hospitality they were getting at all, but their host promised that they were safe. And he said to Fionn McCool, it'll all be all right if you just go to sleep now, put your head down and go to sleep. So Fionn, Fionn went to sleep. And when he woke up the next morning, he was still in the same house, but he was restored. He was back to himself, back to the youth and the strength and the vigour he was used to, and so were Quilcha and McLugad as well. And their host, well, he introduced himself at last. He said, my name is Kuana, and this is not my usual home, but I came here because I wanted to meet you, Fionn McCool. I've heard tell of you, and I've heard tales of your deeds, and I wanted to show you some things that might help you learn a little bit more of the world. This house, my house, it has a well on either side of it, the well of lies and the well of truth. And as you might have noticed, lies go down easy, but they'll do you no good, and they can even kill you if they're bad enough. And as to truth, it can be the most bitter thing in the world, difficult to swallow, but it's the only cure for a lie. And though it's tough, and though it's difficult, it's the only way forward is with truth on your side. Now your dinner companions. The giant you saw is slothfulness, and the young girl is swiftness that urges sluggishness and slothfulness on. The man with the hundred eyes is the world itself, greater and stranger than you can ever know. You must not be ashamed that that sheep threw you down and stole your food, because that sheep is the desires of men, and it's far more than any one man or any three men can defeat. But as for the little cat, that cat is death. And death comes for everything in the end, whether stepping softly or with its sharp claws out. The hag, well, she is old age itself. And although you are all great heroes, that is an enemy you cannot fight. And there is no escaping aid. These are the things that I brought you to my house to learn. 
and this story will be told by you now when you go back to Ireland and the name of this story will be The Hospitality of Kuana's House and it will be told as long as there are storytellers to tell it. So Fionn and the Fianna, they took their leave and they came back through the mist to Ireland and the sunny hillside and they were a little wiser coming back than they had been the day before. Mental. <laughs> that story's mental. Like, Isn't it? It's just bonkers. What the fuck do we just listen to? You listen to the hospitality of Kuna's house. I mean, okay. I mean, you gotta love a story where the guy in the story is like, and the name of the story shall be the name of the story. And everyone goes, okay. And then that's what the story is called. I mean, it's one of those weird, like, I love it like, since the first time you ever told it to me. Um, I don't think I've actually. I don't think you've ever actually told this one. Uh, no, I don't think I have I think either. this is one of the few ones that you've never actually done because. I just, I find the imagery so cool and interesting. I, I love hearing it. Yeah. And uh, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever told it, no. Um, because there's something about it. That I kind of well not because I, I should probably just tell it, but um, <laughs> no no, no. It, there, there's something about going to the other world and learning lessons and coming back with a kind of a more profound knowing and you're like come on, he's Fionn burnt his thumb on the salmon of knowledge does he not know everything already? Like, yeah, but like there's there's I think there's a there's that thing of like it's the difference between knowledge and wisdom, you know what I mean? You can know a lot of stuff, but you don't necessarily know what to do with all that stuff. <laughs> And yet, sometimes, I, and I'm, I'm similar to you, like, I don't like a story that has a very moral ending. It's like, and the moral of the story is never be yeah. a dick. Um, like, I mean, that's it's fine, but it's just not very interesting. But yeah, there's this whole kind of, almost like a little mini tradition of these like allegorical stories in Irish mythology, where like, you know, the hero goes to the other world and all this mental stuff happens. And most of it has a lesson. And I think like Kuna's house and there's another story about uh, King Cormac McGart, which we'll get to at some point. Well, we told um, it in June there in Game we of did. Kings. We told it in our June live show for anyone who was around. Um, like their stories where the stuff gets explained at the end and someone is like, oh, this bit means this and that bit means that, which is kind of fun. But then there's also stories like The Voyage of Maeldun, which we'll also get to at some point. Absolutely nothing explained. nothing is explained. It's just all crazy from the giant <laughs> ants to everything else. It just gets crazier and crazier and nobody ever explains anything. So poor Maeldun. But also there's like, it's just, it is it is kind of funny. Like this little, little mini genre of like, Mad shit in the other world. Mad shit in the other world <laughs> that is then explained to you as meaning a thing. But again, like, what I mean is, okay, Fionn, come on, like, stick your thumb in your mouth. Like, does he ever do that? He does it when it's convenient to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in Doctor Who, where half the time they have to break his sonic screwdriver because it fixes everything. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's the first thing you do in every episode. Make sure he doesn't have that. And then if he needs it to fix the plot, give it back to him. Uh, so, yeah, he does tend to forget about the thumb. Mm. I will grant you that. But at the same time, you know, yes, there's the, a certain level of politeness here. It's He's, a kryptonite, kryptonite thing as well. It's like, ah, you can't just be perfect, Mr. Superman. Yeah. You got you to gotta have a few flaws. Also, I don't know. I mean, what would, what would the thumb have availed him? 
in Kuna's house. Don't go in there. But like, why wouldn't he go in there? Don't drink the copper well. But then he wouldn't have learned a valuable lesson about how lies are sweet, but truth is good for you. Do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't come to any harm in Kuna's house. He just like... He got a goat or was it a sheep sitting on him? Yeah, but like that was that was more embarrassing than anything else. I mean, every time you tell it, I, I can just visualize this 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 sheep with mental looking goat face on him. And yeah, you know, you know we goats and sheep. You're not quite sure which is which because they're the I same mean, family. They are the same fucking. I'm pretty family. sure anyone who has right? seen a goat or a sheep knows the difference between a goat and a sheep. Aren't then yeah, then they're they're they're, they're fucking they're they're. they're they're pretty close. You're like, is it? Because you, you can have the really hairy fuckers as well. You know, the really ones that were like, they've been out, and they've, they're a big, they're like pink and they're like green. And they're genuinely, because the farmers do that, like to, to keep track of them. They're just, sheep. Yeah, aren't. but they, they look like they've just come back from fucking a rave in the fucking woods, like a, a full moon party and they just come I, back I would, and they're going mental. I would just like, like to point out to everyone here that yes, Irish farmers dye their sheep to keep track of which herd is which and who, which sheep belongs to whom. But all of the creatures you were talking about are sheep. Yeah. Because you, you don't see that many goats in Ireland. I if you see a few. Sure, our no, godmother pretty, used to have some. I'm pretty sure you're just like getting really confused now. Ah, I no. don't think I've ever mistaken a sheep for, for a goat or vice versa. I mean, they are the same family. All I'm saying is, you know, you might you might have you might have fucking mistook a sheep for a goat there now, not known. Mm. You are a ridiculous human being. Now, anyway, my point being, whatever the fucking oh, there was thing a point. is, oh, there was yeah. There, oh, this is the podcast. There's always a point. And there, there was there, there was a goat sheep in the corner with coloury horns and, and a green belly on him, and he stands up and he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger in my mind's eye. As I don't know, and he just stands in the lads, you know, and the lads can't do anything. Like at all, because yeah, no, the, the giant stuck sheep under is now the, the giant sheep. I mean, I don't. Or else he's really long legs. And I'm just gonna fuck it. I'm not me. sure that in my head he's he gets bigger. I think he just stands on them. But it is that thing of just, it's like it's just a it's just a weird humiliation. <laughs> like they're not expecting this to happen, and it's it is it is so left field. Like all of that sequence is so left field. The sheep that stands on them. Actually, there's. Do you know what it is? What I'm pretty sure has been the root of all of your confusion about sheep and goats <laughs> is that there is a different story in which it's a goat and there's another version of the story in which it's called a weather a ram or a weather no a weather oh, a weather is I think an old word for like a castrated male sheep and or goat so weather can refer to either whether I'm, it was a ram or a sheep they said Sure, look, one of them will do. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and it was said. That is the root of Aaron's general existential confusion as to what the fuck a sheep is. He, does, he doesn't know. He's, he's unaware. Uh, so, anyway, um, we went down a tangent there for a little bit. Nah. <laughs> nah. But that, that whole sequence is, is delightfully bonkers because I mean, it's just like they get stood on by a, a farm animal let's call it that and then they get like, rescued by a cat and then they get aged by a hag. So that's a weird one that's kind of one of those like so age is going to come and visit everybody and like I was in the Lewis there the other day and I was just looking at a lot of people and I was looking at like the, you know everybody who's older than me and then a lot of the teenagers are coming on and I was like jeez I'm terrified of getting older oh no and then I looked at all the young people I was like oh fuck them look they're so supple and, and lean oh fucking aging you're getting old as shit and my knee is sore oh fucking ankle my back and hip 
God, like, whenever I see teenagers, I think they need to finish cooking. They're not done yet because they look squishy yeah, they and do. unformed. Yeah, do. do you know what I mean? I kind of like, huh, look at you. You're nearly a human. Sorry, uh, they are human, but you know what I mean. <laughs> nearly they a just look they just look not quite day. cooked yet but, to but, me. But the story anyway kind of goes like, you know, here's a big load of old on you. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck. Deal with oh. that. Because that's kind of, you know, it happens. Like you, all It of happens sudden, and it doesn't, and it's the kind of thing that like, you know, these are people who are used to dealing with things head on and are used to being able to fight stuff off. And they first get stood on by a farm animal that they can't fight off. And then they get hit with this impersonal force that they can't do anything about. Because that's even more restrictive because they have no power to no. get it off. You They're can't just... even push on that. Like, no. And I think that's kind of, I think that's an interesting, like, I think that memento mori kind of tradition of like, you know, death will come to us all. Age will come to us if we're fucking lucky and we live that long. It's it's one that I think every culture needs because everybody has that like I don't want to reaction to it. And I think we all have a certainty at a certain point that it's not going to happen to us, followed by a gradually dawning realization that it's happening to us. Yeah, gradually and like, slash sudden oh, realization that I'm not okay, that supple anymore. Spot the man who's just turned 30. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? There's and, and it's in modern culture as well. You know, you, you've got this whole movement towards like if you if you just eat enough turmeric and do enough yoga, you're still going to die. Damn it. You might, you might, you know, have fewer aches and pains, but you're not going to get out of that. No. You are not going to get out of that and you're still going to get older and you're still going to have aches and pains and you might be able to manage it a bit better. But like there's a kind of a drive towards optimization of our our own form that I have a little bit of... um, yeah, cynicism totally. about because I think it can get into that thing of like if I just if I just try hard enough I'll live forever and you know you won't well but no but it's it's not about living forever it is about living kind of your best in whatever age or bracket you're in and, and, and I think you know. that's the that's the healthy expression of it yes yeah. and I think that that is a very healthy expression of it and, I don't mean to it. I don't mean to like diss people being healthy no but I'm going back to the story even like kind of you know the, the lads who are just suddenly shoved all this age and mm. you're like you, you're going to get there lads you know so just live in the way that you are every single day and bring your kind of best to it opposed to you yeah. know as opposed to either thinking that this will never happen to you or fearing it and, yeah. and trying to run away from it. There is something about like it's an inevitability and part of I think part of maturity is is accepting it. And again, Kuna, oh, he just seems like an older dude in my head, you know, like. And you don't get a massive description of him, just this like white haired guy. So well, well, white hair, you know, you're like he's he's an other world figure who just like, you know. Decided to teach Fionn McCool some stuff. Yeah. And, and like, uh, also, I got to say, the beginning of this story is one of my favourites because it's such a Fiona thing. Let's where go they're like, the danger. No, they, they're literally out hunting and they see the giant and the girl and they're like, huh, weird. Let's poke it with a stick and see what it is. Like, they're literally looking for trouble. Yeah, they are, yeah, they yeah, go, yeah. that is a funny thing. Let's follow it. And see what happens. Like I mean, they know it's otherworldly. Yeah, it is. and but that's that's the thing. You you follow the strangeness. You follow. You know, you're supposed to be curious. Curious. Curiosity kill the cat. Slash. 
made it more interesting. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think there's that there's that kind of there's a lovely sort of like openness in that attitude where they feel like they're out hunting, they see a strange thing and they're like, let's go see how strange that is. Like maybe it turns out it's just a tall guy and a girl. And and maybe it turns out it's this whole mad weird thing. So I think like even if Fionn McCool had put his thumb in his mouth and it had said, you are being led to the other world, to a strange house where weird shit is going to happen to you. He would have gone, OK, cool. I wonder what it'll, what it'll be like. Let's go see. Yeah, you know, probably. like it's it's because there's no um, there's no malice in it. And there's I mean, no malice in Kuna's house. It could have been just following the lovely girl. With her lovely bottom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they all have lovely bottoms anyway um, there was a few lessons in that uh, and a reference to Father Ted go watch Father Ted now have a cup of tea and watch Father Ted um, you 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 must like you need to get like sponsorship from a tea company I really feel like a tea company should sponsor you mm, I do love tea yeah but you just say it a lot as well you know have a cup of tea and listen to the story I mean tea for me is literally anything that's hot and flavoured like you know, it's basically any form of, and it's not. It's not just the Irish tea, which is f- for some reason called Irish tea because it's not fucking Irish. It wasn't grown. I here. believe it is. I believe it is black tea that black comes tea. from far, far <laughs> away, where it's hotter than here. We have the tea to call Irish tea, like fucking black tea from. Yeah, Miley. but it's black tea in the style that Irish people like it in. You see. You see. Come here. This podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan. Oh yeah, fair play, Oshin. Thanks for that. Thanks for keep on doing this. <clears throat> Excuse me, clear my throat in the showers. The stories were by Surika this time, and the music was by Oshin as always. You can support this. Po- you can support this podcast. Just give that a pause. You can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales, where you can support us with donations yes. of money, money, cashy money, cashy money. Uh, and that'll help us do stuff like um, more podcasts more podcasts and you know the recording time and and, and the equipment and uh, yeah uh, you know just tea um, <laughs> did I mention we drink a lot of tea the tea we're bill is fucking ridiculous lads. through the roof Jesus just a giant Christ. bill it's huge it's, huge it's, it's the size of a door and uh, yeah just it doesn't even fit through the door <laughs> we yeah. would love you to get in touch so if you want to send us your uh, questions your feedback your comments info at candlelittales.ie is the address or you can message us on various social medias it's basically we're candlelit tales on all of them and actually if a new social media happens let and there know. isn't a candlelit tales on it oh yeah let us know because yeah. we're on the Snap and the Insta and the Twitch and the Face. Are we not on Snap? No. Okay, well then we're not on that one. Well, as in that's like a very person-to-person thing, isn't it? Oh, I don't know what any of them are. <laughs> I don't know. Either. I don't know what any I'm of them are. Old we're on the Insta that. and the Twitter and the Facebook and the... I don't know. What other ones are there? Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting around to it. Angel is actually the one who... Kind of Angel out. Hannigan sorts this out uh, with the, with uh, the social media. Thanks, Angel. Thanks, Angel. So lost about We're really old and we don't know what anything is. I know. Uh, we do. We do. We do. Um, yeah. Listen. Get in touch with us. We love performing live shows. We do it on a fairly constant basis. If you want to keep up on what we're doing, uh, just check us out online. 
and you'll yep. see what we're doing we'll have a new podcast for you in two weeks unless we get a load of sponsorship and we can do this once a week because it's time consuming it is a small bit like but yeah. it's lovely I love doing it but it's nice so thank you for listening because you know what I love doing podcasts I love doing with my sister I love that Oshin's doing with us thank you again Oshin thank you Angel for putting it out there and thank you for listening have a fucking great evening for yourself or morning or afternoon I don't know when you're listening. Or might, whatever time of day it might is. be night time. If it is night time. Might even be night time. Good night. If it's night time, go the fuck to sleep. I know, don't say, don't swear to them. No, they're just going to roll over Okay, if it's night time. Go to sleep. Go, go to, to sleep. sleep. There you go now. Off to sleep now. Have a great dream. Dream about candles and wind. Or morning. It might <laughs> be morning. <laughs>